Hey guys, it's Blue Gal. This is a special bonus podcast in which Driftglass discusses with me writing, art, and DG's satirical experiment with aggregator blogging. I can't remember if there's any swearing in it, but you might as well assume it's not safe for work. This is exclusive content for our regular listeners. We'll have our regular political podcast for September 3rd on Beck, Palin, and Obama as scheduled on Friday. Thanks for listening. Hello. Hey, Blue Gal. Hey. How you doing? Well, I'm fine. We we wanted to do a bonus, uh, some bonus material for our listeners. This won't be posted at Crooks and Liars or any of the other big sites. It'll be at our website, which is mm-hmm. professionalleft.blogspot.com. Professionalleft.blogspot.com. And it will be Comes. on iTunes, of course. But it's uh, bonus material for you, the listeners, who we love and love hearing from you. We thought, um, I thought, this is my executive decision (laughs) (laughs) to talk with Driftglass for a moment about what the hell are you doing to your blog, dude? (laughs) Let's let's also give a little pre-shout out to Mm -hmm. um, uh, on September 8th, Norman Goldman's going to be in town. In Chicago. Liberal broadcaster Norman mm-hmm. Goldman's going to be in town, and yours truly might just show up at that event at the Heartland, the Heartland fr- Cafe, which Heartland we've had Cafe. a lot of blogger meetups at the Heartland Cafe. Yes, we have. It's a, a nice hippie joint, hippie hangout in mm-hmm. this in the great city of Chicago, and I I will probably I'm going to try really hard to come to that. I'm going to try really hard to get into Mr. Goldman's hands. Some CDs, would it be safe to say we're preparing yes, of our show pro- material? You, your producer is preparing these, mm-hmm. uh, some material for mm-hmm. him to have, sure. Yeah, and because it's, you know, we do try to keep a professional mean going, and yeah. we, 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 I think we don't try, we actually succeed. I, I've listened to lots of podcasts, and I think that um, the, the level of quality we produce, the regularity we're doing all right. which we produce it, we're doing we're, we're, what professionals we, we do. We certainly have a good, solid listenership mm-hmm. of very smart we people, and we're grateful for them. But tell me, now, we really want to talk about your blog, Driftglass. This, is well, what, I wanna, uh, this, this was the segue into that. I want to talk about your blog, Driftglass. <laughs> Well, because you didn't tell me that you were going to do this, and I went to your blog thinking I was going to be reading the Driftglass blog, Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden I'm at something called the Driftington Post, Mm -hmm. which is hilarious. And you are when I started to read it, and it's these very, very, very generic clip art. (laughs) Yes. Non photoshopped images mm-hmm. uh, accompanying a, really a five or six word mm-hmm. uh, meaningless trope <laughs> uh-huh. about uh, economists say things might get better or they might get worse. I mean, it's very generic, generic, generic. And it, mm-hmm. then it links to um, an Atrios article or a HuffPo article or a. Um, Daily Dish article, article. <laughs> and <laughs> or some you know some, some aggregator somewhere. somewhere right and yeah. you realize that this is satire at its highest form well, <laughs> if I if I do say so myself I'm very I will, uh, appreciative I and and in awe of your ability and plus the the labels. Mm-hmm. The, the, um, the the they call them the tags label. on other blogs but blogger blogs call them labels. 
the story the story of each post is actually in the label in the in the tags in the <laughs> labels tucked carefully away on the side and the it's, tags it's, are things like marijuana secrets of the Aztecs. <laughs> 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 just and, google whoring i mean i think is yeah. what we call it well it's it's part it's part google whoring you know i mean some of the tags say seo bait yes yes um, which is search engine optimization which is ways to attract google search and other search engines attention to your blog if mm-hmm. if you have a business plan and if you're trying to get traffic and there's nothing wrong with that but, you know, it's free cigarettes and, you know, drink yourself thin yeah. and live, live nude girls and hot may, may Get rich off your soap shavings. I think you yes. had one of them. Yes. 101 things you can sell for $100, you know, <laughs> and so forth. And they're, you know, they're, you know, short and to the point and they're, and I'm just, but what I, 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 I but really, there's my, something deeper going on here and that's what we wanted to, t- I wanted to talk with you about. Well, I look at blogging, and I, I know that this is true of you and a few of the other bloggers that we, we admire. Look at blogging as sort of your studio. Absolutely. Um, this is not a newspaper. Right. It is. It has all of the trappings of journalism. It has the function of journalism. It, it is, it's filling a huge hole that was left behind by journalism, um, and I'm proud of all those things. But first and foremost, I'm a writer, and I'm an artist, and I have a studio, and the studio is looking very cluttered. Mm-hmm. And very boring, and I thought I needed to burn it down, mm-hmm. um, if only for a couple of days, because. And when you pal- say burn it down, all of your old content is still there. You oh yeah, yeah, no, you I, haven't I, deleted I, I'm, your I'm never going to trash that stuff. I've I've carefully stored it off site, and I have a backup of almost everything I've done. And one of these fine days, I'll do a book or five or ten. Although that seems to be kind of. At, you know all, all the. All you need the to have flavor. your ass kicked to do that. I don't care if it's going to make you well, lose money or not. You need to do it. Well, I'm, let me put it this way: the the flavor has been chewed out of that gum by everybody else. Uh-huh. Um, you know, everybody like like Cato said or Cicero said. You know, everybody wants to write a book. Everybody, everybody's you know, everybody's written a book, and they all have the same title. It's you know something terrible about the other people, and then five lines long about. Life in these times and how to prevent the something something in ten ways something 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 and it's an ocean and so that's not that is important but but for the purposes of this discussion let's you know let's assume I do safeguard my material okay and it's out there and ready to go but you look around the blogosphere and you see that things have gotten you know static mm-hmm. there's a, a an order to things you know there's a, a a number of people who check certain sites every day every week every month traffic is what it is. People have settled into habits, and the habit that has predominated—not just you know, sort of blogging generally, but also media aggregation and the whole theory of new media—is essentially um, you're an idiot if you write long form anything. Mm-hmm. That the future of blogging, the future of this medium, is essentially taking something somebody else said, adding five words to it, and posting it, and mm-hmm. doing it six, seven times a day. Mm-hmm. That's the future of blogging. And the difference between a post that says, you know, prominent New York Times columnist <laughs> um, talks about the Glenn Beck rally. Oh, yeah. Which is, a, which is a David Brooks post, which, believe me, killed me not to do three pages on the the outrageousness and ridiculousness of David Brooks, mm-hmm. keeping it really simple. The difference between that and and what happens today in blogging um, at the big sites, the yeah. ones that are that are really sort of sucking up all the oxygen, is almost non-existent. 
And the difference between what that those sites are doing and the onion is almost non-existent. Yeah. You know, local man has problem. Film at eleven. Yep. You know, local man notes notes train late today. Well, and the one that was, came out this week, I thought was actually a news. I really did a double take. I really thought it was an actual blog and not the Onion. Uh, mm-hmm. Area man uh, has already learned everything he needs to know about <laughs> Islam. Islam, yeah. And that was yeah. it. Was the Onion, but it wasn't. You know, it was so many people that you see out there protesting this imaginary mosque. Um, and I, I would take exception. Uh, the one the 1A list blog to me that stands out as apart from that because that we do have original writers writing all yes. day is Crooks and Liars. Crooks and Liars. So, and I, I would and this will not be at Crooks and Liars. So I well, can say I, that. And I would thoroughly agree with that. And if you've stopped me on the street and asked me, you know, what the differentiating blog is at the A list level, I'd say Crooks and Liars. Mm-hmm. Every day original content. Every day really good stuff. And and long and so form. This, yeah. Long form, yeah, really long form mm-hmm. and really sort of respectful of small blogs, and it does all the stuff you're supposed to do correctly. But the argument, you know, so that effectively takes Crooks and Liars out of the discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, um, and I, this is this. I'll be honest with you. The first thing this did, this idea did, was made me laugh. Uh huh. Yes, and um, it made it's continuing to make me laugh. But I'm an easy and, laugh, so. And, and what what we're doing, uh, what we're trying to do here, and why I'm sounding so inarticulate, or at least you know semi-articulate, is that um, we're having this discussion at at the at the a very writerly moment, mm-hmm. at a moment when I, as a writer, don't know what I'm going to do with this. Mm-hmm. I know, you know, when you're a writer and you know you're onto something, sometimes you don't know where it's going to take yeah. you, but you know that it's it's moving something inside you. It's making you feel a certain way, a certain enthusiasm. There's a certain energy to it that you can't really explain to anybody when you're sort of in the middle of the creative process. And I'm definitely getting that vibe off my blog. Well, and you and I are colleagues and look at each other's work and talk to each other about each other's posts and photoshops and so on and so forth. And there have been, you know, many times in the past couple of days that I've thought, okay, I'm going to go over to his blog now and tell and look at it and tell him. You know, send him an email saying, "Okay, I think, you know, Dude. Drift Glass. I think this is this joke has run its course, mm-hmm. and you know, it, it if it becomes just telling the same joke over and over again of ha ha ha, Huff Post is a piece of crap. Huff, well, you Huff know, Post and a bunch of other right. Of if if that's the joke, mm-hmm. you've told that joke. But mm-hmm. then you read the top post at your blog, and it's a completely new. Uh, example or mm-hmm. uh, bend in the light, so to speak, of mm-hmm. the same thing happening mm-hmm. in a new way or in a different way or a different angle to it. And I keep thinking, wow, you know, this is really, this is something that has needed to be said about blogging and where it is right now in time. Mm-hmm. Well, the, there's, uh, there's a, um, you know, the, the and I'm not going to compare myself to Andy Kaufman okay. in any way. Other than, <laughs> other than I, one of the things I really admired about Andy Kaufman is he took jokes too far. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, a one-off about haha, isn't it? Isn't it sad that you know we have these prominent A-listers, and it's not just one; it's several mm-hmm. um, who uh, essentially take you know the, the one example that just it literally it made me laugh when I sort of drilled into it was a person was having a meal. And drove around the neighborhood and said, huh, 
there, there's a distinct lack of restaurants in this neighborhood. I wonder why. Wrote a post about it, which was in turn And it was an economic post. Else. It was a post about yeah. the neighborhood uh, not having the economic yeah. uh, backbone of lunchtime workers and, yeah. uh, you know, there, there wasn't enough to sustain uh, a row this, of cheap restaurants in this neighborhood. Yeah, but it was, right? it, was a, it was a throwaway observation about a local neighborhood, and perfectly fine, too. Yeah. But it, it turned into this turducken. Yes, it did. Pub, you know? And for those of you who don't know what a turducken is, it's a, it's a turkey stuffed with a duck stuffed with chicken. Right. It's the ultimate, you know, meat lovers, you know, Thanksgiving obscenity. Um, but, you know, it, it was picked up by the people in this crowd, in this in-crowd, and it was wrapped up in a few more words and passed along. And that post was in turn picked up by someone else and passed along. And you get these, you know, John said that Jimmy said that Steve said that Joey reviewed Marcos's book. And look at that. Yeah. And, and really, that and, is really what's happening. Yes. And it is a way of driving traffic to your friend's sites over in the same traffic over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And, okay, all right, that's fine. It's a democracy. Do whatever you like. But right. the – idea that these sorts of sites now have huge staffs yep. to do these things that yep. they make a great deal of of uh, of of noise about having um, you know uh, a staff letterhead and yep. here's all the assistant editors and associate editors and executive editors and assistants and the people who are coming along and yada 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 and it's you know if if um, if I may steal a quote from uh, the wonderful movie called in the loop the swearing part of which is my midday post. Here. Um, <laughs> and we love Malcolm. <laughs> we do love Malcolm. Malcolm. Malcolm swears like Shakespeare intended. Yes, he does. Um, he swears to kill people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, you know, the argument has always been because, you know, that, oh, you don't understand, you know, this kind of blogging, this kind of aggregation is, you know, is difficult, difficult, lemon difficult. Yeah, yeah. It's so yeah, it's so hard yeah, to do. You know, and I need yeah. you know we, that's you know it's it, it it burns me out. It takes a lot out of me. I need lots of support, and I, that's why there's all this support apparatus. That's why free stuff. That's why et cetera, et cetera. And okay, um, and the, but there's no way to know if that's true. Yeah. Unless you do it yourself. And so what I've just, I tried to do, I finally figured out about four posts into this that I'm going to really try for a few days at least to be an aggregator, mm-hmm. to go out and read some stuff and wrap it up and pass it along and see how hard it is. And let me tell you, it's easy peasy lemon squeezy. It's, <laughs> I can do this with my fucking eyes closed. I can do, I can do this, you know, literally. You can do nine yeah, posts as, before 10 a.m., can as you? As we've spoken, I've done nine posts. <laughs> um, it, is, it is simply not that fucking hard. Yeah. Um, and and what what I've had to do, and I'll, I'll be you know artist to artist, I'll say that there have been several um, incidents, posts, and so forth that cried out for a long to me to my little artist brain mm-hmm. for a long form discussion, and I, I suppressed that. Mm. Um, there's a, there's a, two or three photoshops, uh, one of which I will tell you had to do with the the bizarre. Um, number count at the Glenn Beck rally. Yeah, yeah. You know, Michelle Bachman saying Which they're still arguing about a Ra- Rachel Maddow's blog. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and you know, I did a post at that day about the paralogical constant, which is you have to multiply the number of melanin challenged heroes by a, a constant to represent the number of voices in their head. Wow. <laughs> and two three days later, Liz Winstead said maybe they're talking about the numbers in their head, and I sent along. 
uh, your post. My little thing saying, yeah, I, I was there first, Liz. You know, mm-hmm. I love you to death, but got there first. Um, but, uh, you know, I was, I was sitting there, oh, wouldn't it be funny to do Michelle Bachman in The Sixth Sense going, I see head people. Ah, yeah. You know? And I, I could really make that work. Sure you I, could. And I, it, like a like a, a fellow photoshopper, yeah. you see the world and you see, you know, if I put these pieces together and work on it for an hour or so, It'll that could work. really work. Yep. I know that'll work. And I really had to put that aside. Mm-hmm. I really had to say, no, no, I'm I'm trying. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be on. an aggregator for the next few yeah. days. The next few days, I'm going to be a genuine aggregator. I'm going to go get stories. I'm going to add, you know, completely generic pictures to them. I'm going to put three words around them, and I'm going to express what I'm going to, my suppressed creativity is going to come out in the, in the labels. Well, in know, some respects, you know, I think it is good for you to, to pull in Andy Kaufman and let the joke go too far. I do. In that, I in that, finally, when people get to your blog and say, "Oh shit, he's still doing that," you realize, "Oh shit." Ariana Huffington is still doing that. Yeah, oh, shit. Five, five yeah. Oh, shit. Everybody's, oh everybody's God, still everybody's doing that. And I'm sitting here clicking, clicking, clicking. And at what point do we get sick of that and start denying the Daily Howler and Daily Beast any traffic? Because mm-hmm. their job, as Tina Brown said, mm-hmm. and I heard her say it live because I was at blog her she was on the stage saying we're mm-hmm. so excited because we're showing advertisers how we wrap their ads around the content oh god yeah oh, god. and we bring them in and give them ideas on how they would like to see their ads wrapped up. we bring them into the offices well i was not to show them how we will wrap the ads around their co- our content well, this this last wow. winter, I was at the Ariana Huffington thing at Columbia College. Oh yeah, and yeah. shot a little video of it, and yeah. it really is, you know, we'd like to have student journalists, you know, student citizen journalists, and we'd like you to be out there with your flip cams, and we have people on campus who can help you do this. And there's, again, there's nothing wrong with that, except it's She's a not business model. Paying that, anybody to do well, this? Yeah, she has now. She does have a, a core of paid staff who are basically her evangels. Yeah. Um, who go to the you know, various cities and towns and essentially get people to provide her with free stuff, mm-hmm. and that's that. It, you know, then that is the aggregator model. The aggregator model is you know very much like Walmart. Yeah, there are very few people at the top. You know, and as liberals, it's like why don't we get this? Yeah. There's a few people at the top who who make enough to do reasonably well or astonishingly well, and everyone else works for free or for minimum wage or for whatever the boss says they're yep. going to work for. Yep. But in this case, your your conscience and your passion are engaged. Yep. In this case, you, they've used the tools of marketing to tell a whole lot of people that this is for the cause, man. Yeah, yeah. well, that's so the point, is, is when you put the liberal panache on it of, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're blogging against the man or we're we're – trying to change the world and it's and and you know not. what <laughs> we're the and, progressive and, voice yeah you know no well, the, not really the tools, and the tools we have we forget the tools we have are not just the words and pictures we you know we create and draw or even the stories that we cover or mm-hmm. the conversations we have it's the actual easel we're working on yeah. the blog yeah. itself mm-hmm. so i decided to take that away yeah and yeah. say you know the reason why is this making you uncomfortable? You're coming back here over and over and over again, and and you're seeing the same horrid tripe over and over and over again. And by the way, you're also seeing a fundraising 
PayPal clicky thing at the bottom of every single post. Mm-hmm. Yes, at your because blog. Yes, I noticed you're fundraising post. with every post. <laughs> and the open thread is, is open that. thread. Give money. Open thread. Give money. <laughs> well, the open, the, the open thread I did yesterday was open pal with four PayPal clicky things. <laughs> and the point being, the people who who give you this model are doing it for money. Yeah. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. No. But when I'm, I'm doing the cost-benefit analysis, analysis Blue Gal, let me tell you what I've learned thus far. I've done this now for a couple of days, mm-hmm. a couple, three days. First of all, it is way easier. It is way easier on me personally, on, on my sleep cycle and my ability to go outside and enjoy my day, mm-hmm. to, to crank out 15 posts on tripe. Yep. Um, Line them up, you know, schedule them to, to, to drop at, you know, one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, four o'clock. Why you need staff to put up a midday post that yeah. says rock on, I do not know. Yeah. But yeah. apparently you do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's easy. You, 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 you line these things up and they bang out one, two, three, four, five, because they're all empty anyway. And they're all the same people every day, yep. day after day after yep. day. Every, yep. Anyway. And by 10 o'clock, I can leave. Yeah. Yeah. I can throw, you know, I can throw my my you know, hippie literature in the bag and go out and you know corrupt the youth in person because mm-hmm. my day's over. Yeah. Um, if, however, I'm going to wrestle with you know a, a large matter or talk about a big thing or talk about labor or talk about the value of of you know human endeavor or the intersection of economics and theology um, or any of the fun stuff that writers get to do because we're writers or artists mm-hmm, get to do mm-hmm. that's that's actual work that takes time and sweat and effort and picking just the right word and saying it just the right way is really kind of you know it's fun but it is what you know artists are drawn to do and i look at it and go you know what by doing the cheap crappy mcdonald's you know, um, Walmart version of blogging, mm-hmm. my traffic doubled in two days. Wow. Um, now, l- let me be very clear. Part of that had to do with the extraordinary generosity of Mr. James Walcott. Yeah, yeah. Who, he um, linked you. Every it. so often links me over at Vanity Fair, who's taken a fancy to my writing, and I deeply appreciate that, and tossed a link my way about my <laughs> my site. Your, your Driftington <laughs> Post work, yes. yes. And that's, you know, and, and so I have to factor some of that out. Well, and also, I mean, I think I think you also have to do kind of the shit in, shit out kind mm-hmm. of argument, too, of what, how long are people staying at your blog? How, oh, um, you know, I, well, it doesn't matter in terms of, right, the advertisers who want to wrap advertising around that's your content. Exactly right. It doesn't matter. Exactly the question right. is, can you look in the mirror in the morning, Driftwest? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that, but, that, but there's the point. I can, yeah. you know, if I, um, if I have to pack up my worldly possessions and go live in a trailer mm-hmm. because I can't make a living doing my art or anything yeah, else, right, right. I won't have a mirror to look into. Right. That's true. That's so true. So I, I look at this and go, well, you know what? It, it, this, is, this is something that um, nobody owes anyone a living. No. Nobody no. owes anyone a dime for, for busking, which is essentially what we do, which is yeah. a lovely word. Yes. Um, Yes. And for those of you who don't know what busking is, it's the it's the most honest form of art out there, really. It's the person who stands at the subway station mm-hmm. or on the street and reads poems or plays a guitar and asks for money afterwards. Yep, yep. And it's the direct and that's what marketing, we do. That's it's what the direct we do. marketing approach. Yeah. And that's what we do. But it really is a way of saying, look, you know, the the blogging got stale. Mm-hmm. Um and things have, have the, this exciting 
innovative, interesting thing that used to engage everyone's passion has now become fucking routine. Yep. And it doesn't have to be, but but okay, since I don't run a giant site, since I only run the Drift Glass site, what can I do to A, break things up, mm-hmm. and B, break them up in some kind of way that you can look at the refracting reality through the broken glass and say, oh, oh, that's what's going on in blogging. Mm-hmm. And so I picked up my blog and I broke it into a million pieces for a purpose. And part of me is like, you know, this is this is like this is not so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a dark little voice in my head says, you know, I could really take sort of eighty percent of the time I spend blogging and doing something else because mm-hmm. this stuff that everyone has staffs and executives. But we editors, would miss your staff. art so much. Well, you know, I I'm would sorry, be, you're depressing me now. <laughs> oh, I, well, but but the point being that you know, the, as a friend of mine who once moved to Seattle and then moved back said, he said it has all the scenery you can eat. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And at some point, it's definitely you true know, in Washington State. For at some sure. point, yeah, uh, the the uh, artist needs to get paid for their art, and the yeah. writer needs to get paid for their writing. And the the old method was, um, everybody take a drink now. <laughs> the old science fiction method was penny a word. Yeah. You know, everybody knew what the editors paid. The editors paid a half a penny a word or two cents a word or five cents a word. Playboy paid um, like $15,000 per short story. Yeah. You could live really half a year off of selling a short story to Playboy. Yeah. Um, and people did. And that was the old model. The mm-hmm. old model was, you know, everybody knew what the markets were. Everybody knew what the editors paid. And they paid by the word. Yeah. Oftentimes. Or if you were really good, they paid by the book or the story. Mm-hmm. But they paid by a, a quantity of stuff that you produced was worth a quantity of money. That model has disappeared and replaced by the aggregator model. And the aggregator model guarantees that, that a very tiny number of people at the very, very top of what should be an artistic, political, cultural endeavor can make a living and nobody else can. Yeah. And this is my way of saying that, A, it doesn't have to be that way. No. And, the mo- and that B, model can't sustain itself. Well, and B, this is what the world looks like when everybody is, you know, everybody is wiping their nose on the person in front of their shirt tail. Yeah, yeah. This is a Ponzi. Yeah. This is a Ponzi scheme. Mm-hmm. It depends on the suckers at the bottom continuing to supply material. Yep. That floats up the pyramid and enriches the people at the top. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm just going golf, blue gal. Yeah. <laughs> maybe this is Drift Glass's way of going golf of saying, you know, I'm on strike. Yeah. I'm on strike, but I, I don't have a boss. I'm my own boss. Well, that's it. And you're not on strike. You're not blackmailing your readers into giving no, your money. We, in oh, fact, we're not even going to fundraise at this on this bonus stuff because yeah. that's no. not what this is about. You know. The point uh, was, what what are you trying? You know, what's going on over there? Mm-hmm. And and the answer is, I'm trying to I'm trying to, to first and foremost do something that amuses me. Yeah. And I, I'll be honest with you, Blue Gal, I haven't been amused for a while. <laughs> well, it's life um, times are very tough. You're out of work. I don't have a job. You know, this is yeah. this is these are tough times for lots of people. There are people mm-hmm. out there worse off than we are. Oh yeah, and um, billions, millions. But of you them. and I have worked very hard. Yes, we have. Would you like to take a break now? No, no, keep going. Okay. Well, we we have we have worked very hard, um, and we're keenly aware that the 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 labor we invest in the things we love doing is insufficient to keep us going 
doing the things we want to do. Right. So you can't the question eat is, eyeballs. You know, we've talked about yeah. that. It's the chicken. It's <laughs> well. the chicken thing. You know, you can't eat eyeballs, but <laughs> but yeah. uh, there are things more appetizing out there. And and two, also the um, the idea that, as you say, there are people out there that are willing to lose money at this mm-hmm. aggregating sure. thing. You know, the Daily Beast is a venture capital yeah. kind of thing. You know. Mm-hmm. Somebody, what's his name, has thrown just, what, $26 million, $13 million at Tina Brown and said, go try this. Mm-hmm. See how it works out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, wouldn't wouldn't that be better served? Wouldn't that serve the cause better in some other way? Oh, well, yeah. But, and and there's a, um, you know, there, I, I've, I, I say this all the time, and I, I mean it because I know firsthand that it's true, but... You know, in Chicago, as every other place, there's a club, and you know, you're not in it. I'm not in it, and that's fine. That's the way the world works. That's the way the world turns. But the reality of that has certain consequences, and the consequences are that at some point the club gets stale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the, The status quo is maintained by people inside the barricade, inside the velvet ropes. And, and at some point, that gets really boring. <laughs> it gets boring and stale and repetitive and dull and becomes, yeah, yeah. you know. And also becomes giant. just feeding on itself. Like you say, yeah. the snake is eating its own tail when mm-hmm. it's Joe linking to Bob every day and Bob linking back to Joe. Well, it's you Joe s- linking to Bob, linking to Steve, linking to Connor, linking to Dave, back linking to Joe mm-hmm. day after day it's after the, day. It's the world's smallest day. circle jerk, yeah. And yeah. what they say is, you know, one side said this and another side said that, you know. You know, John. John takes exception with what Steve said, but but Buddy, you know, dissents. Yeah, that's a post. Oh yeah. shit! You know, I and and what I did with that approach to blogging was simply um, back when I was taking writing courses at Columbia College. By the way, I took many a writing course at Columbia College, a fine and noble institution. Um, where I hope to teach one day. And, and be a, <laughs> well, that would be awesome. I think I'd take that course. A tenured professor in blog, you know, a tenured course by tenured professor drift class on how to piss off people. There was a, exhibit there was a, a this exhibit bonus a. podcast. Here's, here's what I did to those nice people who were really, you know, and this is, I love my readers. Yeah. And, oh, and, yeah. And, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Not because they feed my ego because they're very smart and because I appreciate the conversation that they have and the feedback I get. And this is not a slap to anybody. It's not a no. slight to anybody. It's not intended to, you know, to bitch. But we really do need to observe what is happening well, yeah. within the and field in which we work. Yes. And w- one of the courses you had to take at Columbia College, if you were taking a writing class, was parody. Oh. And parody is not mocking something. I mean, no. Five or, five or six choices. And no. I chose Kafka, I believe. Um, <laughs> it's been a couple of years. But it was, you deconstruct a classic short story. One of them was The Nose by Gogol, and there were a few other choices. And then reconstruct your own version of that story. The object of the exercise wasn't to make the teacher laugh, because you know the instructor has read a thousand parodies. Mm-hmm. The, the, the object of the exercise was to make you understand that great writers are structuralists. They build things. They build stories that work because the architecture is perfect. Because, you know, the 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 words each each can pull a certain amount of weight. And 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 each paragraph is a load bearing wall. And each concept is a wing of the house. And when you start messing with that structure, you realize if you if you if you screw with it, 
If you take out a wall, the whole thing falls down. Oh, my God, he did that for a reason. She mm-hmm. did that for a reason. And you learn sort of the the, the bones and, and uh, musculature of writing and how it works as a device, you know, literally as a machine that you're building and how to f- screw it up. And so what I have, you know, as a consumer of media and as a consumer of blogging and as a consumer of journalism generally – this is, I guess, in one sense, my attempt to parody in that way. <clears throat> you know, here's what the form looks like. Really? Is this good enough? Here's how you take it apart. Look look how ridiculous all the pieces are. Look how yeah. absurd yeah. You know, and stale and used up and and plundered and over and fucking drained of every ounce of, of vitality and joy the blogging used to have. These people have turned our form into Yep. And and it doesn't have to be that way. But if the if, if that's the world that you want, if if you keep choosing to to have that as the form that makes money, that that you reward, then this is what your world's going to look like. Yeah. And as you know, and again, it's not trying to spank anybody. It's an attempt to use what I've absorbed and and parody mock <laughs> in a in a very in a very specific way. How the the structure of media looks after we we all said old journalism David Broder and those people are a, a waste of skin and we should abandon them. So this is the brave new media. Yeah, really, this is the new media. This is what we all fought and died for. This is what this is, <laughs> this is it. Really, the Huffington Post and the Daily it's, Beast it's and, and Velveeta. Yeah. Macaroni and cheese. Oh my God! This is the best we can do. <laughs> this is what we fought and died in two world wars for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, we've centrifuged out all the passion and talent, um, mm-hmm. and turned those people into content providers. Yeah. And you know, maybe if we, you know, if they're lucky, we'll throw them a couple of bucks every once in a while. But you know, times are tough all over. Okay. Well, that's fine. And this is what that world looks like. So, and this is more, this is, but this is the material I have to work with. This is all I have to work with. This is my palette. So I needed to do this for me. Yep. Yep. And Um, hey, you know, that is a reward. It, I, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, put macaroni and cheese on my kid's table, but (laughs) entertaining myself, I, I I will, and let's end this. I I just want to tell you a little story, Drift Class, about me when I went off to, um, sophomore year at college. And I told my dad, my dad drove me up to Boston from Pennsylvania, and I told him in the car that I thought I might want to be a writer. And he looked at me and said, and I know he meant this kindly, but I always remember it as a slam. (laughs) He said, just remember, my dear, you are easily amused. (laughs) And... (laughs) Which, you know, the people who have li- watch, listened to me giggle through these podcasts know is true. I am easily well, amused. However, I, re- I remember thinking, and I still think, well, isn't that the point of comedy writing? Yeah. <laughs> that you're easily amused? You can easily detect funny. Funny. And, and isn't that... That's kind of an essential component to what I want to do, Dad, is yeah. amuse myself, you know. Well, and so. there's, a, there's a, a wonderful – gosh, because, you know, this, we can't be too obscure on a post. Because there's nothing more exciting, Blue Gal, than bloggers talking about the art of blogging. <laughs> well, that's uh, why we're doing this as a bonus yeah. and not our main – this is pure indulgence on our part. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, but there's a, there's a, um, um, 
um, uh, uh, Hemingway said something about the, the most essential tool that a writer has to have is a bullshit detector. Yeah. And what writers and artists have is a really sensitive bullshit detector. Yep. Which is why they get there first, which is why there's a scene from um, – God, this is going to be seem a little obscure, but trust me, it goes someplace – um, there's a scene from the, uh, the uh, Treasure of the Sierra Madre. Walter Houston and Humphrey Bogart and the third guy whose name I always forget are just about to give up. Just, you know, they're about to just turn back and so on and so forth. And Walter Houston does his crazy laugh and starts calling him dumb. There's nothing, there's, you're too dumb. There's nothing, there's, you're so dumb, there's nothing to compare you to. And they don't have no idea what he's talking about. They've been walking through the, the mountains for days. They're completely spent. This is a complete folly. Mm-hmm. And, and Walter Houston says, you don't even realize. The, the riches that you're walking on. Mm. And he looks down and says, that's gold. They've been expecting nuggets. They've been expecting, yeah. you know, fist-sized blocks of gold. And, right. and, but he is the old prospector. And he, yeah. was sens- he, and he knew what gold looked like yep. in its raw form. And by being easily amused, Blue Gal, that's what, that's what I take away. Yeah. You know, you we can spot down. the funny a million miles away. Yeah. You know, the, the stuff that passes for humor... The crap that you know most stand-ups do, and especially on the right, the idea that, that what they oh my god, over there, that ain't funny. <laughs> the the point being Red that Red States photoshops the the Oval Office contest that yeah. two people entered, and one of them <laughs> changed the color of the pillows because she didn't like it. That yeah. was <laughs> yeah, that was funny. What a, a good writer or artist or scout or talent, you know, hunter or whatever can do is spot. The raw material at your feet when nobody else can, when it's hard to detect. And that's, that's a gift. Mm-hmm. And the point then comes when you want to refine it, find out its source and, and, you know, and pan it and turn it into something a little more substantive. But I find being easily amused to be a delightful thing <laughs> because, you know, the world is a funny place. And if you don't see that, you're missing half the show yes at least at least Mm -hmm. well let's let's end here and and thank you folks for listening this is as i say a different kind of podcast for us but we wanted to have a little bonus material on drift glasses uh experiment in Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) what do you want to alive (laughs) (laughs) thanks for listening folks we'll have a regular podcast on friday podcast is produced under a Creative Commons license, copyright 2010, Driftglass Blue Gal Podcast.